You're listening to Tech Thursday on West Limerick 102 FM. Hello there and you're very welcome to Tech Thursday. This is Patrick Sheehan. I'm going to be with you for the next hour or so, looking at all the latest in tech and answering any questions you might have. As always, you can call 069 or you can text or WhatsApp 0871669800. And you can email myself, patrick102fm at gmail.com. Now to start off today, we have a question from Mary. And Mary said she is going on holidays and she wants to do some videoing on holidays. And she said the, the, the picture quality of her phone is quite good. She'd be happy to use it but the videos are very shaky and what can she do to make it look a bit better and I suppose um, there's a few different ways to go about like you could go and buy a different camera or since you already have a fairly good picture on your phone you said you could get a gimbal and the gimbal is an electronic device that you kind of clip your phone into and it keeps your phone balanced so even if you're moving around your phone stays balanced so if you turn left or right or anything like that your phone can stay uh, it takes the shake out of the phone pretty much and makes it look much more professional Uh, so there's lots of different types Um, they're rechargeable and they uh, you have ones with like remote controls on them so you can actually get your phone to swing around back and forth and up and down or you can leave it on automatic mode with like face tracking and different things like that where they'll have apps to go with them so there's actually lots of different types um, you can have simple ones and you can have different access as well you can have ones that have balances uh, two-way access or three-way access which it just means you can turn it in lots of different directions and it's even more balanced um I got an article here on Tech Advisor just to see which is the the most recommended ones so we can have a look. Um, which is the best? Okay, modern phones can shoot great quality video, but if you want your YouTube, TikTok, or home videos to have a professional look, you'll also need to get an extra gadget, a gimbal. Some phone cameras already offer OIS, AIS, and EIS, which is different types of image stabilization. Some electronically done, which is just kind of cropping it a bit or just kind of um trying to stabilize it with uh with with editing tools optical image stabilization is where they have like the the lens of the camera in the phone is kind of spring mounted it's it's able to to it has its own kind of balance it can move independently uh so it has it takes a little bit of the shake out of it um so that's the 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 two different types the optical is definitely much better another acronym because sometimes i've used the electronic image stabilization on a i have both actually on my phone one lens is optically stabilized and the other one is electronically and the optical is so much nicer the video is so much smoother Uh, and other acronyms but they can do so to stabilize shaky hands Uh, what a gimbal does is to help isolate your phone and therefore its camera and to allow you to get smooth looking video even if you're running and i have tried this out yeah i had one before and uh, it does make a big difference the video looks so much more professional so smooth it's like you're gliding along the ground you know say if you're walking along i was using it at like um an adventure park thing with all animals and and different rides and things like that and walking around the park and it was so much more uh it's so much more professional looking so much smoother using a using an electronic gimbal Uh, what a gimbal does is help to isolate your phone yeah so smooth looking video even if you're running uh you 
don't need to be running though the gimbal is useful when you're standing still uh, as you can smoothly pan left and right tilt the camera up and down and you'll be surprised the results you can get even if you're spending less than 100 euro uh, most gimbals stabilized on three axes uh, there's a two axis ones as well but three is probably the best then referred to as pitch roll and yaw or in photography terms tilt roll and pan a lot of drones use exactly the same type of gimbal albeit scaled down the real benefit of using using a gimbal is that uh, your viewers are less likely to feel nauseous when watching videos uh, when you're moving around compared to simply holding your phone in your hands and waving it about. Aside from the hardware, it's also important to consider the companion app as well. Uh, while you use a gimbal, your phone's, uh, your phone's usual camera app and some of the physical buttons might work, but you'll need the companion app such as the D, uh, DJI Mimo uh, if you want to use all the buttons as well as creative modes such as shooting motion time lapses the quality of apps varies even more than the hardware with some apps being brilliant and others utterly awful to use uh, being forced to use substandard apps can ruin the experience which is why of course it's a good idea to read reviews uh, such as those below before making your choice uh, so yeah this is on techadvisor.com as well if you're looking it up of course there's hardware is different too you want a lightweight gimbal that's comfortable to use with all the buttons and controls and easy to reach uh, places don't overlook battery life either yeah like i had one i forget what brand it was but it was um uh, it ended up being <laughs> left somewhere by somebody i loaned it to i won't i won't hang them out to dry but uh, uh it ended up being left somewhere it was a, a it had a chinese name z h y y u n ziyun smooth uh, was the name and it was quite good i found it quite useful and it had reverse charging as well say if your battery in your phone was running low you could actually plug it into the gimbal and it would give it a bit of power so you could reverse charge that way as well which was quite handy um and that had all the it had i don't the app was i don't think it was the best app in the world but it worked okay uh, and the stabilization was very good um so uh, which phone gimbal is the best unsurprisingly the list below features many dji osmo mobile models as well as some from zeon oh yeah so okay so that's in here as well uh, these are the big names when it comes to gimbals and they offer good apps uh, to go with the hardware while they can be all good choices your budget and requirements will dictate which is best for you do you need a telescopic selfie stick built in do you want a magnetic mount that allows the phone to be quickly attached and removed from the gimbal that's handy all right as long as it's stable uh, discounts and seasonal sales can affect your choice too as they can bring models previously out of your budget into reach you'll find the latest prices below too so uh, number one is the dji osmo mobile se um, pros are fairly compact it's great value the cons are no telescopic pole so it can't become like a selfie stick and stretch out and not available in the US so but that's okay uh, as long as it's available in Europe uh, GGI Osmo Mobile is the new model but based on the older Osmo Mobile 4 however the, the display joystick and buttons from the Osmo Mobile have been uh, used so you're getting some of the benefits at lower price also is this which one are they saying the new or the older one Oh, the SE. Also, it's um, they're reusing some of the same tech, uh, so they can sell it at a lower price. It's like the the like with the phones, the the kind of the cheaper version of the big phones, the Samsung Galaxy uh, SE or something. I think they call it as well, rather than the Ultra or whatever, where it's much more expensive. 
The display lets you see which mode the gimbal in is in at a glance, as well as the battery level. The joystick is much easier to use, and although there is no telescopic pole or zoom focus wheel as you get with the Osmo Mobile 6, the Osmo Mobile SE does have the latest active track 5.0, which is better at tracking subjects and add shot guides which show you exactly how to get some creative effects. As with DJI's other gimbals, the Osmo Mobile SE makes it simple to shoot smooth video and the Mimo app is better than we've seen from other manufacturers. Just note that it isn't available on the Google Play Store. You have to get it from the DJI website, which is a hassle if you have an Android phone. Which is hassle if you have an Android phone. Okay, uh, you get a tabletop tripod in the box so you can use it hands free and shoot great looking uh, motion lapses. I wonder, does it have face tracking and all that stuff? It probably does. Um, yeah, so the number two is the DJI Osmo Mobile 6, the most compact gimbal. That previous one actually didn't have any price on it, but uh, this one does. So I just see now that there's actually prices, but not on the main one for some reason. Uh, but the DJI Mobile 6 anyway is, uh, pros is very portable, uh, telescopic selfie stick, useful zoom and focus wheel. And the cons is no USB port to charge your phone. Uh, can't adjust sensitivity of the zoom wheel. Uh, yeah, so that's some of the downsides. It's $160 at Best Buy in America, but... Uh, uh, hopefully you can pick it up over here as well the DJI Osmo oh, that's why they didn't give a price because they said it's not available in the US uh, the Osmo 6 Mobile is one of the smallest lightest gimbals around and this will make it the most attractive option here for a lot of people uh, it's more expensive than the Osmo Mobile SE but has a built in selfie stick and a dial on the side which lets you control zoom and focus manually you may not need that but it's extra useful if you do uh, both gimbals offer the option of buying a magnetic clamp uh, with a built in fill light but unlike the smooth Q3 below which is f featured later the lights can't rotate to face your subject and uh, the clamp is surprisingly expensive if the price is no barrier then this is a fine gimbal but given the Osmo Mobile SE is, much, uh, is so much more cheaper and offers virtually the same features it's harder to recommend the Osmo Mobile 6 over it Okay, so, so they say the other one is slightly better. And then this is the Zeon Smooth Q3. Best for built-in sel selfie light. Oh, so it has a built-in selfie light. Oh, they've, they've improved since the one I had yeah, a couple of years ago. Um, that didn't have a selfie light. Uh, it was the, probably the Smooth Q1 or whatever the, the first model was. Um, the pros are built-in LED fill light. And the pros are a decent price. And the cons are inferior app and no selfie stick. It's 88 quid on Amazon, so it's a bit cheaper too. Um, the Q3 is an unashamed DJI clone, even down to the design, uh, the removable warning stickers. Yet it also has one of the features that DJI stablers lacked, one until the OM5 was launched, that is. That's an LED fill light, which is handy for illuminating your face or your subject in unfavorable lighting conditions. It's warm white uh, and you can't change that but you can choose from three different brightness levels and it rotates unlike DJI's which can only face you. Uh, it's a decent gimbal overall offering 3x stabilization, good battery life and all at a sensible price. The only niggle is that the ZY Kami app which simply isn't as good as DJI's Mimo 
Uh, but you can use your phone's stock camera app if you want to use basic video modes. Though we haven't reviewed it, the 2-axis Smooth X has a built-in selfie stick but costs uh, less than the Xeon Smooth Q3. Uh, so that's another one um, that they, they just mentioned on the end. Um, the Joby Smart Stabilizer best for built-in selfie stick. Uh, so that's the one that would best... Does that have a selfie stick that... Uh, Built-in fill light. It doesn't say, does it? The Zuen, uh, the smooth tree. Um, but this has a selfie stick anyway. Uh, the Joby Smart Stabilizer. Um, it's a hundred and thirty. How much did I did I say? How much the other one was? Eighty-eight quid. So yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, Joby Smart Stabilizer is a hundred and thirty-nine quid. B- uh, built-in selfie stick, and it's affordable. And and the cons is not the most user-friendly. Joby Stabilizer isn't as user-friendly as DJI Osmo, but you'll be referring to the manual a lot uh, to get to grips with how the various modes and functions work. But if you shoot videos uh, of yourself for TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and other platforms, the Joby Smart Stabilizer does a good job at a good price. The standout feature is the built-in telescopic selfie stick that allows you to be further from the phone, so it is useful for your phone uh, if your phone lacks a wide-angle front-facing camera, as many do. Uh, so that's another one. The Xeon Crane M2S, best for multiple devices. So you can put multiple devices on it, or it's. Uh, so let's see. Uh, it can stay. This is a 204 or 209 quid, depends on where you buy it. Uh, it can stabilize various devices. Uh, it has good battery life. The cons are balancing is fiddly, and swapping devices isn't seamless. While it may not be quite as versatile as the marketing suggests, the Crane M2 can stabilize compact system cameras as well as phones and GoPros. Oh, okay, because I had one as well that only fitted GoPros, and then I had to get another one when when uh, uh, I wanted to use the phone in it. So uh, it's handy that all uh, right that you could put both or or either uh, because the balance is different. That's why some is, it works well with phones and others work well with GoPros. But this one has a, a good balance for both. Um, unfortunately, even the upgraded quick-release four-system swapping camera still isn't seamless. But if you want to carry around one stabilizer to cover multiple devices, the Crane M2S is one of the best options. Compared to the older M2, the Crane M2S has a useful 1000 lumen fill light as well. It supports fast charging in only 100 minutes from empty and offers up to 10 hours of battery life, so that's very good. Uh, We found when using the Pixel 6 to test that the MS2 required us to rebalance the phone when switching from landscape to portrait shooting, which was a pain. Uh, The ZY Play app isn't as slick as DJI's and do... um, uh, make sure any mirrorless camera is compatible before you commit or to make sure that uh, it actually fits that was a problem with um, the one I had as well that the mirror the the exact middle of the phone wasn't really fitting because it was hitting the buttons and things like that uh, so you have to make sure it kind of it works okay for your phone I had to put it off balance a little bit but it was okay it worked it worked okay though uh, so that's it that's a kind of a an idea anyway um of different stable but there's lots of different brands and stuff as well so you can look them up and look at the specs and uh, look at some reviews and things like that but a gimbal is the thing you'd want anyway and i suppose if you're using it at night or something um the ones with the lights would be quite handy i suppose the the cheapest one if you just want one for the holidays or something like that would be that Zion smooth q3 and it has a light built into it as well 
so that has a built-in fill light, decent price, yeah. Uh, but the app isn't as good. But uh, you, you probably get they often get updates as well, so they might have even improved since this article. So. Um, but uh, as you say yourself, if it's something you might be using ongoing, maybe one of the DJI ones, or you might find another one out there. There's, there's probably lots of different ones of those on the market anyway. So uh, best to look with that, Mary. I uh, hope you get uh, sorted for the holidays. And uh, let's have a look at some of the latest in tech. Uh, the podcasting boom may have peaked as big tech is sound for the pounds. As the industry's largest event takes place in London, uh, Sky's Ian King tunes into the numbers and says there's a stumbling block for UK players. So this is on Sky um, in in their tech section uh, for UK players to overcome if the cash is to roll in. It says that few industries have enjoyed as much of a boom during recent years as podcasting, improvements in the ease of uh, production and distribution. Uh, with more affordable and efficient recording equipment and an explosion in the availability of smartphones and listening devices have helped make podcasts easily accessible to vast audiences. Media companies have been easy to identify uh, and the growth potential uh, has invested heavily in podcasting, not only the quality of production but also into the talent with a number of big names being lured away from established broadcasters like the BBC. Uh, it has also created a host of specialist podcasting publishers such as London-listed Audio Boom and the Nasdaq-listed iHeartMedia, although in some countries the market has quickly become dominated by established media names who have swooped in to acquire rivals. In the United States, for example, although the specialist podcasting publishers like iHeart enjoy the biggest audience, uh, breathing down their necks is the likes of the New York Times, NBC, uh, which shares common ownership with Sky News. Fox, Disney, Paramount and CNN. Uh, in the UK, again, established names have a big presence. They're led by Global, uh, the UK's biggest commercial radio operator, which owns Haitian stations such as Heart Capital FM, uh, Classic FM and LBC. Uh, it produces and distributes podcasts of many uh, uh, have built on their radio programming through Global Player Platform. Uh, the BBC is also a major force in UK podcasting so yeah lots of them are doing their it's just like doing a radio show at home or doing a specific topic you know it's more flexible or more specific sometimes it's actually both you know it's like you could have like the Joe Rogan experience which is probably the biggest podcast in the world he could have a mixed martial arts fighter on one day and then the next day have uh, an astrophysicist uh, and the next day have a politician or it could be all kinds of everything uh, which is quite interesting if you're into that kind of... And in other ones are very specific. You could have a podcast just on the TV show Game of Thrones or something like that, you know, very, very specific podcast. So there are, there are definitely... Or you can have music ones and different things like that, but then you have rights issues and things. But um, there's definitely all kinds of everything uh, when it comes to podcasting. Uh, but the UK also boasts a number of independent podcasters, most notably Goalhanger Podcast, whose uh, biggest single shareholder in the Match of the Day presenter and former England captain Gary Lineker. Um, Goalhanger Productions include the, re- the Rest is Politics and the Rest is History, respectively currently number one and number six in the downloads via Apple Podcasts. Advertisers have been quick to get on board, not least because two-fifths of podcasts in the UK at least are consumed by people between the ages of 26 and 
2035 yeah definitely like if you start getting um if you have a podcast and has starts getting a, a good listenership um there's a lot of advertisers that go directly like the likes of manscaped and other ones go directly after podcasters they have a, a kind of a unique uh, advertising structure compared to other companies and uh, they use a lot of podcasters and kind of independent media and things like that uh, and a lot of companies are going on board because it's quite successful uh, so yeah there is a there is a different kind of structure there as well uh, and it kind of it complements you know the traditional structure as well you know uh, the terrestrial radio and and television and things like that um and it also we have adapted like radio and tv have adapted by putting like this show is on podcast as well it'll be going out live on wesley mc 102 but it also goes out as a podcast and a, a few other shows here also do so that's how we adapt so you can still listen to the show at three o'clock in the morning <laughs> by downloading from your app and uh you can or you're as you're driving in the car at a specific time which a lot of people do i often get messages saying that uh, they they download it and they listen to it afterwards and things like that and so it's still getting listened to and that's how radio has adapted to the the, the podcasting world with kind of a still do what we're best at uh, and but also uh, add on the, the the flexibility of podcasting as well so that's that's always the case you know when you change from cassettes to records and records to cds and cds now to to downloads and streaming services and things like that for music so uh, there's been a lot of adapting over the years uh, the average ad spend per podcaster podcast listener in the uk which stood at two pounds 31 in 2020 is forecast to have grown by 79 percent by the end of next year despite the rapid growth though the advertising revenues garnered by the podcasting industry remain comparatively small uh, the UK podcasting industry ad revenues, even after several years of growth, are expected to be only around £64 million sterling by 2025. The contrast UK national paper, regional newspaper and magazine advertising revenues last year, despite years of decline, still came in at nearly £2 billion. Uh, so there's a lot more money. So in, does that mean there's a lot more room for growth when it comes to advertising on podcasts? Uh, the big question is who is making the most money from all this activity? Um, the answer is, unsurprisingly, the big tech giants, Apple, Spotify, Google and Amazon all of whom have played a major role in accelerating the growth of podcasting. Apple can be credited with kick-starting the boom when as long ago as 2005 it started podcast support to its iTunes music platform, making it easier for mass market to listen to podcasts. Uh, Apple remains one of the biggest and most important podcasting platforms, not least having uh, installed its app, uh, podcast app on iPhones. Oh, yeah, so you get it built in. Um, Spotify, meanwhile, has become a leading podcasting platform and has invested heavily to become a podcast producer of its own right, not only buying podcasting companies such as Anchor, Parcast, uh, The Ringer, and Gimlet Media, but also signing up individual personalities such as uh, American conversationalist Joe Rogan uh, on exclusive deals. Yeah, so he's he's still I think he's still number one, even though he moved over there exclusively, uh, and he it still runs on video. Although the video isn't half as good as it was on YouTube, just for ease of use and things like that. But it does the job. It does the job. Uh, like 
sometimes I'd connect to a Bluetooth device and the video disappears, which is weird, especially like if I'm a passenger in the car or something and I connect to the sound uh, of the... Uh, and in a in like the sync system on Ford or something like that, the picture disappears. Where on YouTube it doesn't. Uh, so if I want to watch a video on, as you know, we're driving along. Uh, if I'm in the passenger seat and I'm like, oh, I want to watch a bit of that video, and I'm connected up to the phone's audio to the car's audio, it won't work. Whereas it will on YouTube, so it's a bit it's a bit strange that way. But uh, it's not it's not too, it's not the worst in the world, but it's not uh, it's not the best either. Another agreement saw uh, Meghan Markle and um, Harry uh, sign a podcast deal. Turned out to be considerably less interesting than the news of their signing with Spotify in the first place. Uh, yeah, so that that just disappeared. Uh, I don't. I never heard of any clips of it or anybody listening to it or anything that, that just I didn't even know it was on to be honest with you I heard of the deal at some stage and then I just forgot all about it and never heard anymore there was no clips of oh did you hear Harry said this and Megan said that and no, no clips ever I never saw anything heard anything about it it just disappeared after they got massive money for it uh, Google meanwhile has been making inroads in the sector since the launch of its dedicated podcast app uh, so too has amazon it already has a strong presence in the market through its ownership of audible which hosts audiobooks and podcasts but has uh, built on this uh, it begins to make podcasts more available on amazon music which is a music streaming platform as long ago as september 2020 and they have since branched out into owning a podcast publishing businesses business of their own yeah, so that's a, this is a kind of a story and the growth of podcasting and things like that. So it's interesting to see where it's going and where it's going to go. It's definitely uh, quite big. Uh, actually, what app? I I use kind of Spotify, YouTube Music. I wouldn't use that for podcasts. Or Spotify, pretty much just for Joe Rogan. There's another podcast, uh, like the Serial Killers podcast. It tells all the story of all the different serial killers and crimes and all that kind of stuff, which is quite good. And it's exclusive on there as well. But other than that, I'd use all... Um, uh, Podcast Republic. I just like the, the user experience, how it's set up, and it arranges by the newest downloads. And you can, it's very customizable. You can change it around. So, I think it's the the best all rounder. Uh, once you get it set up, uh, so it's quite handy for that. And when you change devices, you can log in with your account, and it'll it'll keep all your setup as well. So that's quite handy. I tried to change over to Google Podcasts a couple of times, but it didn't have the same. Uh, customizability where it'll arrange it in a list I like to have the list form rather than the big square blocks um uh, and and arranged in a certain way and things like that and you know they kind of disappear when they're fully played and yeah so there's lots of different settings you can do with Podcast Republic which is quite handy uh, that didn't it didn't quite it wasn't quite the same on Google Podcast so I ended up staying on Podcast Republic and it's just it's just as good but anyway yeah yeah that's that pod it's a little look into podcasting and see how where it's going and and what it's all about. Uh, let's see the the legend oh yeah this is very sad uh, Tina Turner has passed away uh, the world of music civil rights and politics have been paying tribute uh, to the rock and roll legend 
Uh, the US president called her a once in a generation talent while Mick Jagger says she was inspiring warm funny and generous she overcame an abusive marriage and the death of two sons I didn't know that part I knew about the marriage but I didn't know about two sons passed away that's very sad to become a global star during a career spanning more than 60 years Tina Turner also inspired an award winning musical uh, these people heard the news of last night's show in London at last night's show in London let's see what they had to say it was shocking everyone was moved very moving yeah. very moving I've followed um, her from day one everyone finds a little bit of themselves in her story she is an icon she is somebody to absolutely look up to uh, so that's very sad uh uh, rest in peace to Tina Turner uh, absolute legend amazing songs amazing voice and full of energy you know you can't help but to smile when you see her shaking around and dancing and you know she was she was so inspiring uh, yeah so uh, rest in peace that's, that's sad to hear about the passing of um, of Tina Turner uh, the country's largest workers group is calling for the minimum wage to rise to more than 17 euro in the next two years the Irish Congress of Trade Unions says €13, Euro, 13 uh, rate needs to increase by €2 Euro next year, and again in January 2025. ICTU says recent changes to the tax system have mainly benefited middle and high-income workers. But financial advisor and analyst Carl Dieter uh, thinks raising the minimum wage would put lower-paid jobs at risk. When this was studied in the USA, where they, they do very deep statistical analysis, they said raising the minimum wage, in their case it was $15, would lift a million people out of poverty. I mean, that's a really good outcome. The not-so-good outcome is that it would result in 1.3 million job losses and have a higher future barrier to job market entry, particularly amongst young men, particularly amongst minorities. Yeah, there is always pluses and minuses with these things. Um, you know, they say, oh, if you can't afford to pay someone the new minimum wage, you shouldn't have them in the first place and or something like that. You know, they, they have different answers to it. But sometimes they, okay, like, okay, instead of having two people do the job, we'll only be able to have one and just have to make do and, you know... Um, but it's it's hard to know it's hard to know uh but people deserve a fair wage as well sometimes just having a job you know i was talking to a, a person from the philippines recently and they said you know it's so different going from there over to here because if you go to the the shopping center there and you buy your groceries um they all there's somebody there bagging up all the groceries for you and all that you know they have staff there to do that and we don't have that here and I said well we used to have it years ago but uh, when I suppose wages were lower but I suppose when the minimum wage was brought up they had to cut that you know and now there there isn't even checkout staff in a lot of places or they're reducing it by having um, having those automatic checkouts and things like that same with uh, going to the petrol station. Said you know her her the the person I was talking to his dad like had a car for years and never had to actually fill his own petrol. He always pulled in and there was somebody there straight away filling it up for you. Um, so that's quite different, you know. Uh, and it's all because I suppose of the minimum wage that when the wage went up, they couldn't afford to you know they had to people had to do it themselves kind of thing. So, uh, but you know. It's a conundrum, you know, that, that at least it's a job then. And some people might be happy enough to do that job uh, on a lower wage uh, if the job isn't available at all on a higher wage. So, but 
then there should be a fair wage and a living wage and you know it should be enough for people to be able to survive from too so uh, yeah it's an interesting one uh, the enterprise minister says people laid off by Meta yesterday will have other work opportunities in Ireland's tech sector the parent company, company of Facebook Instagram and WhatsApp announced 490 redundancies in their Irish offices it comes just six months after 300 jobs were lost at their Dublin headquarters uh, Minister Simon Coveney says despite the latest blow, Ireland's tech sector is still healthy. Certainly the information I'm getting is from the tech sector that, that Ireland is a place that they like, um, that uh, it's, a, it's a priority location for them uh, and it's an essential part of their global business. But because their global business is, is essentially shrinking in terms of, of headcount, then of course that has to impact Ireland as well. Yeah, there, there are big losses. There's, there's a lot of jobs gone in one go. There's a lot of slimming down in the tech sector as well, and realizing that they were probably overstaffed in a lot of these, um, in a lot of a lot of the ways they're set up. So, um, unfortunately, a lot of jobs gone there. Uh, for the first time, scientists have been able to use a so-called digital bridge to help a paralyzed man to be able to walk again. Uh, researchers in Switzerland have used electronic implants to restore a link between the brain and the spinal cord, which is usually damaged in serious accidents. Uh, Gert Jan Osram lost movement in his legs in a cycling collision in 2011. Thanks to a breakthrough, though, he's been able to walk and even climb stairs again. So that's amazing. Uh, let's see what they have to, or is it himself that, that's talking about it? They told me, you will never walk again anymore. Uh, we, we we can't help you. And I think uh, with this system, uh, yeah, I can only wish it was happening me, uh, to me uh, 12 years ago. That's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing what the, the technology is able to do. Uh, the I know Elon Musk's company, uh, Neuralink, is doing a, a similar kind of thing, uh, that they're trying to... We actually talked about that on the podcast recently, almost that exact same kind of thing. So... Um, it's amazing. Hopefully it can continue and can help with other limbs and help people in wheelchairs to be able to walk again and things like that. So absolutely amazing. Uh, great breakthrough in technology. Uh, in the Limerick Post, uh, a Limerick secondary school student has designed an award-winning app to encourage greater participation uh, by girls in sports by motivating them and creating a sense of community. Uh, 14-year-old uh, Miracle A-N-Y-I-C-H-I-E Aniechi, uh, but I love the first name Miracle, that's a really cool name, uh, developed the Bounce app when she discovered that by the age of 18, 3 in 10 girls described themselves as sporty compared to 6 in 10 boys. Her own experience showed her it was difficult to find a sports club for girls, so she decided to act. Uh, Miracle, who is a student at Kaloshna Nanonagel, uh, said that her project was about gender inequality in sports with a focus on basketball. Uh, girls drop out of sports in their teenage years due to lack of support and lack of motivation. My project aims to be the solution to this problem and bring awareness to it. Um, she said I included training videos for girls to practice basketball skills a social network for girls in sports uh, to mingle uh, Bounce App is an app designed to empower girls to participate in sports by motivating them and creating a sense of community encouraging girls to unlock their full potential 
Uh, Merkel created her app through participation in after-school sessions with Teen Turn, an organization that provides teenage girls with opportunities to gain hands-on STEM experience. Teen Turn helped to develop my project idea. At first, it wasn't clear what my project was about. However, after following Teen Turn's criteria, I was able to get better understanding of what I want my project to be, she explained. Uh, so that's quite good. So she's helping um, uh, apps uh, to, to encourage girls uh, to get into sport and things like that, which is very good. Uh, like certain sports, it just shows, you know, people say, oh, I wouldn't watch girls soccer or something like that. Or, But uh, sometimes they just need to be given a chance. These certain sports, like it looks like uh, I, a sport that I'm big into is mixed martial arts. And the big female fighters are just as big as the big male fighters. They get the same wages and everything, and they sell out pay-per-views. Uh, Amanda Nunes, which is the, the their champ, two-division champion, she has headlined paper. Their biggest ever event was UFC 200, their 200 uh, event. And that was headlined by, was it Ronda Rousey and, and uh, Amanda Nunes, or Amanda Nunes and Misha Tate, maybe. Um, so the two female fighters were the, the the main event on the biggest event in their history and you know for and it's a it's a sport of male and female and uh, so it just shows you know that that when given the chance and 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 given enough um, uh, publicity and things like that that uh, that people will watch it and uh, you know uh, it's good that it's being encouraged at the moment say we like tennis you know the female tennis players are equal when it comes to the men in tennis as well it's all the female tennis is always huge as well so uh, I suppose it does to a certain extent depend on the sport but uh, definitely uh, it should be encouraged and that app is, is very very good uh, people heading on holidays this weekend are facing parking issues if they go to Dublin airport if they haven't pre-booked uh, all car parks are full and the DA has asked passengers who do not have a booking uh, to find other transport options the parking issue could be resolved if the nearby quick park facility opened up uh, Fine Gael Senator Emer Curry says it has thousands of spaces I think that there are solutions there we need clarity around these 6,000 uh, uh, spaces um, we can't be in a situation where DAA can, can you know, drive up the prices of parking and can consumers are paying the price. Yeah, hopefully that can get sorted out. There's been so much controversy at uh, Dublin Airport in the last while with crowds and people getting stuck and things like that. So, uh, yeah, it's hopefully they can get it going for this busy time of the year. Uh, the man trying to challenge Donald Trump to become the Republicans' next presidential camp- uh, candidate in the US has suffered an embarrassing start to his campaign. Well, it wasn't that embarrassing. <laughs> so, uh, Governor Florida Governor Ron DeSantis announced on Twitter he was... Uh, um, uh, that he was running for president it says it was riddled with technical di- di- glitches so yeah I, I kind of tuned into it last night to see what was going on because it kept popping up on Twitter and things like so I said, said I'll have a look um you know, maybe I just clicked at the right time, but I clicked in and it said loading and I waited like three minutes and all of a sudden they started talking and then he said he was announcing his... So it, it, I must have missed all the glitches or something because it didn't, it didn't sound too bad. Uh, it was where he was talking away and it was, you know, he's not the most charismatic guy in the world, but uh, the when it comes to technical glitches and all that, yeah, it was probably, it was delayed in time as well, but... Um, when it did work, it started up and it was working away. I was able to lo- like 
click on it because it pops up at the top of the screen on Twitter saying that there's a live stream on now and and they say oh what's okay Elon Musk is in it and other politicians and celebrities and stuff and I say what's going on here so I clicked on it and then it just popped up like oh uh, uh, we have Governor Ron DeSantis he's making an announcement so he's going for president so um yeah, but that was probably after maybe the glitches and people had been waiting around for it, and I hadn't. I just kind of caught it at the right time, I guess. Uh, the site's owner, Elon Musk, says the servers were strained by the event's popularity. Later, speaking on Fox News, Mr. DeSantis summarized his main policies. We will construct the border wall, ripping out uh, Biden's anti-American energy policies against woke ideology and against the sexualization of children. The woke mind virus is basically a form of cultural Marxism. Yeah, so uh, that's uh, some of his uh, political stuff. That's a very <laughs> edited down version, I suppose. But uh, yeah, that's that's some of his stuff. He was quite strong uh, when it came to uh, like COVID policies and things like that in Florida. Um, so it'll be, but it'll be interesting in debates and things like that. Um, it's very hard against Trump because Trump is very loud and very <laughs> uh, over the top, and uh, he's a kind of a more. Although there he was a bit louder, but he's he's generally a more subdued guy, and uh, so it'll be interesting uh, to see how that goes uh, for Mister DeSantis. Uh, the top five biggest announcements from Microsoft Build 2023. Uh, from Windows 11 updates to the new AI plugins, here's the biggest news from Build. Uh, Windows 11 is getting an AI co-pilot. Uh, Microsoft is bringing its AI assistant, personal assistant called Copilot to Windows 11. Uh, this is the same assistant that Microsoft already integrates into Edge and its Office apps and GitHub. Uh, the Windows Copilot, however, will live within the taskbar, clicking it to open up the Copilot sidebar where you can ask it to summarize, rewrite and explain text in any of the apps that you're using as well as uh, adjust your computer settings. Microsoft says it will start uh, testing the feature uh, uh, publicity next month, or publicly next month, uh, before rolling it out to more users. Uh, there has been also a few smaller updates coming to Windows 11, including support for Bluetooth LE, uh, the low-energy audio specification that lets you listen to high-quality audio without draining your device's battery life. Uh, Microsoft is also adding support for 10 new languages and dialects in live captions. Its feature transcribes audio in real time as well as native RGB control in Windows 11. Microsoft 365 Copilot now supports plugins as well. Uh, Microsoft Edge will come with a 365 Copilot integration. So there's a lot of integration going on. Windows Terminal gets an AI upgrade. Yeah, so it's AI. Uh, Bing is now ChatGPT's default search experience. So Bing is they're, they're more closely uh, aligned there as well. Uh, so that's some of the announcements from Microsoft. Uh, Rhodes Streamer X combines an audio interface, a video capture card into one unit. Also, there are four pads you can customize for things like sound effects and voice changers at $400. It's a little spendy, but it could be a handy gadget for a streamer looking to, e to easily upgrade their setup. Uh, so it's a tiny little square box with um, about 10 buttons and two knobs, two, four, six, eight buttons and two knobs on it. Uh, but it has, what did it say? 
you can uh, capture your video so say if you're uh, have a, a, a video player or something anything with a video output uh, like even a camera uh, uh, you can plug it into it and you can also plug an audio it's also an audio interface so you can record audio if you connect it up to your computer or something like that so it's a kind of an all-in-one kind of a video casting uh, kind of little box which could be quite handy and controlled it doesn't give too much more information on it but um, that's the crux of it anyway so it does <coughs> it's, it's quite simple uh, but it might have a, a, a decent app to go with it or something like that. So road road generally do quite good things. Uh, it's Metal Gear Solid Delta, not Metal Gear Solid Triangle. So this is on the verge. Konami has confirmed how to pronounce their special character in the game's title. Uh, Sony and Konami just revealed a Metal Gear Solid 3 remake, but it has a curious logo that reads Metal Gear Solid A snake eater so it's an a uh, a funny shaped a uh, while preparing an article on the announcement i assume the triangle symbol uh, it looks like a capital a with the line in the middle uh, taken out so it's like an upside down v uh, sim- translated to metal gear solid delta but when i read coca uh, uh, very good piece about the news my stomach dropped cockatoo called the new game metal gear solid triangle snake eater and i wondered if we had made an error uh, to clear this very important issue up i had to ask konami's public relations how we should pronounce the game's name and the answer is delta so it's called delta uh, it was chosen because the meaning of the symbol okay what's the game about i'm I'm glad this cleared up. It's more important. So there, it doesn't say much about the actual game itself, uh, but let's let's hope the game is quite good. So Metal Gear, I think actually it was getting quite good uh, reviews from what I heard. Metal Gear Solid Delta. Now that we know that uh, the that little symbol um, is the most important issue for our time. The debate about how to pronounce the word "tears" in the Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. So uh, they have little to be worrying about. Uh, first world problems. Uh, PlayStation Showcase 2023 all the news from Sony's big gaming event Uh, so some of the highlights Beat Saber will be available on Wednesday for PSVR 2 Spider-Man 2's new trailer shows off uh, Symbiote Powers and Miles Morales Sony's new Q handheld is official uh, it's an 8-inch screen, streams PS5 games. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, Bungie announces Marathon, a new sci-fi PvP extraction shooter. Um, Assassin's Creed Mirage due uh, out this autumn. And Metal Gear Solid 3 Remake is officially happening. So we just talked about that. Uh, so yeah, they're, they're, they're kind of ramping up some of the PSVR as well. So biggest announcements from the PlayStation. Yeah, so, yeah, so that's some of the stuff that's a uh, brief synopsis there actually i have something on my phone i must have a look at because it was like um an article i found yesterday about some new technology in batteries it's a chinese company that's working on batteries a breakthrough ev battery pack could last two million kilometers or 130 years of average driving uh, Chinese manufacturer Goshen High Tech has announced a new battery pack that will go into mass production in 2024. So this isn't uh, kind of a, you know, these um, what, what, graphene batteries and it's all high concept kind of stuff and they're working on it and, you know, things like that. This, this will go into mass production apparently in 2024. It says it will deliver a range of a thousand kilometers for a single charge and could last two million kilometers. The company says it's a manganese doped L. 600 mm 
LMFP Astromino, uh, which will be able to do 4,000 cycles, full cycles at room temperature and High temperature will get 18,000 cycles and over 15,000 cycles of 18-minute fast charging. Uh, these incredibly high cycle numbers mean the battery could essentially last 2 million kilometers uh, before it starts to deteriorate. To put that into context, the average uh, car, this is an Australian article, I guess, uh, Australian car travels around 15,000 kilometers per year. So it would take 130 years uh, of average driving to reach 2 million kilometer mark. Uh, Goshen Hitech says the battery's single density, 240 watt per kilogram, um, and that improves uh, the, the improvements in the pack design have increased overall battery pack energy density at a point where a thousand kilometer range pack is possible with the highly durable chemistry. Uh, Astronomo L600M uh, LMFP battery cell, which has passed all safety tests, has a weight energy density of 240 uh, watts per kilogram, a volume energy density of 525 wa- uh, watts per kilogram, a cycle life of 4,000 times at room temperature, and a cycle life of 1,800. Yeah, so this is going over it again. Uh, it released. They released a video this week explaining the new chemistry pack uh, design as well as the battery safety and thermal properties. Uh, the volume- volumetric cell pack ratio has reached seventy six percent. So this is a lot of this stuff is going over my head. Let's see. Uh, the the, surpri- the surpassing the pack density of current mass production MCM nickel cobalt manganese cells. So it's pretty much they were able to ad- adapt the kind of. So there was a technology that was being... I was reading it earlier. So there was... um uh, energy density of L- LFP batteries has encountered bottlenecks and further improvements require, requires an upgrade of the chemical system. So manganese doped as called lithium iron... Ion, iron? I thought it was ion, but it says... Maybe that's a misspelling. It's usually lithium ion. It says iron, manganese phosphate was developed. So the this LFP battery had been working, but it wasn't great. And so they managed to use uh, manganese doped uh, they changed it with manganese to make it more stable and to make it work much better so and uh, they've uh, they've the batteries are, are have passed safety tests and things like that so it's actually a chinese company but they have uh, headquarters in fremont and california uh, in the u.s and the research institute of cleveland so um uh, Goshen High Tech has been working in-house on the new technology for 10 years. Uh, so that's pretty amazing uh, that um, uh, this battery technology. Uh, but let's see uh, 2024 uh, if it comes out and hopefully they can like lease out the technology to different uh, battery companies and things like that. Uh, our last few bits and pieces, best VR headsets of 2023. We were just talking about a bit about the PlayStation one. So let's see... Um, the Meta Quest 2 uh, best and still most affordable VR headset is 400 in the US. Uh, the PlayStation VR 2 is 550. Uh, the best high-end console gaming VR headset, uh, Meta Quest Pro, is a thousand. 
Um, uh, doesn't say what uh, the, the, it just gives a brief a HTC Vive XR Elite is 1100 and the HP Reverb G2 is the best looking PC VR headset that's 600 at HP from them directly uh, so there's a big long article in here but I won't get into the whole thing let's see the MetaQuest 2 is uh, used to be 299 but surprising price bump to 400 or 500 for the person with more storage has made Meta's 2 year old self-contained VR headset even more expensive but even the increased price so could you buy like a used one so cheaper or or have used ones just gone up in price all of a sudden um uh, the best the most versatile VR headset of the moment it's also considered um uh, it requires no gaming console phone or PC is the most affordable overall uh uh, the the thousand quest pro offers upgrades on the display controllers and adds features like uh, better mixed reality uh, eye face tracking uh, which you get in the P- playstation vr uh, for everyday vr explorers isn't worth the extreme cost so the the cheaper one is quite good uh, the PlayStation VR 2 is expensive and needs uh, PlayStation 5 to even work. It's tethered, not wireless. However, it's H- uh, HDR OLED display, graphics quality, built-in eye tracking, and fantastic a- advanced controllers, which have had the same visualizations and adaptive force feedback triggers as the PS5, uh, does give it a premium feel that makes it uh, best games performance uh, at a different level. Um, best games perform at a different level oh yeah it makes the best games it adds to the games it could be a landing spot for top PC VR games but right now uh, it already has some exclusive like Gran Turismo 7 uh, Resident Evil Village and Horizon Call of the Mountain uh, so that's some of the some of the the MetaQuest Pro is there as well for a thousand it's uh, the upgraded version uh, of their other one HTC Vive is uh, they've been around they're one of the longest ones as well and they they're still quite good they're uh, pc compatible um they're 1100 hp reverb g2 uh, so I, have, I don't know too much about that one uh, it's the hp reverb for serious gamers or vr racing sim fans is probably your best choice uh, so it's a more advanced one so it's probably more expensive oh no it's only 600 oh yeah i said it earlier uh the valve index is another one so there is a few on the that's a thousand um it all depends on what type of one you want and what type of experience and how much you have to spend. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that's about it. Uh, we'll have a quick look at the, the best wireless earbuds with ear hooks. So if people are out running and stuff like that and they don't want them falling out, uh, the, one, the best ones with ear hooks. Soundcore by Anchor Sport X10. Um, it's 70 quid. Uh, the JBL Endurance Peak 3 is the best uh, new ear hook true wireless so it's the best new one on the market the Anchor what's the best workout headphones overall Uh, the JBL how much is that one 100 quid Uh, Beats Power Beats Pro most popular ear hook sports earbud so it's the most popular one uh, that's 200 quid skull candy push active um it's the best with voice commands and that's 60 quid uh, the clear arc so these are fan- very fancy looking one new best open sport earbuds with ear hooks so the ear hooks are kind of like they're not just rubber bands they're actually you can they have buttons on them and stuff so they're r- very fancy looking 110 quid on amazon the tribit move buds h1 
90 quid and they are the durable ear hook earbuds so if you're afraid they, they, they would fall out or they could get banged around inside the bag or something they might be the, the most durable ones so that's given an idea that's in CNET if you want to read a little bit more about those uh, so that's been Tech Thursday today I hope you've enjoyed it as always you can call 069 you can text or whatsapp 0871669800 or you can email myself patrick102fm at gmail.com that's been Tech Thursday another packed show and I'll talk to you again next week Bye-bye. You're listening to Tech Thursday on West Limerick 102 FM.